This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Oh, the burdens a great wizard such as myself must bear low. But we do all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep things like, oh, I don't know, being responsible for the loss of your fellow wizard's immortality all bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. Going to therapy has taught me that I don't have to react to every emotion I feel, even though those emotions are valid. Sometimes taking a moment is all you need to respond in a way that's truer to your values. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash magic today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot slash magic. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The podcast that follows is not real, but it is really sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. from the Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Niekamp. I'm from Chicago. About a month ago, I fell through a portal behind a Burger King into a magical, I guess, sort of Narnia-esque land called Foon. Luckily, I had my podcasting equipment with me. I'm getting a, a slight Wi-Fi signal through the portal, I'm guessing from the Burger King. And so I'm hosting a podcast every week in the Tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, and just reporting news about this strange land. Joining me, as always, is the wizard Usador. Ah, yes, I am Usador, wizard of the twelfth realm of Ephesius, master of light and shadow, devourer of magical delights, destroyer of chaos, champion of the great halls of Tarakas. The elves know me as Fiang Yuluk. The dwarves know me as Zonin Hugastang. And not Hubastank. And in the northeast, I am known as Questmanus Maestar. And unfortunately, we are not being joined by Chunt this week. He's, uh, I don't know, he, uh, Chunt the Talking Badger is off. I don't know what he's doing. I believe he's molting. Molting? Yes. Once a year, badgers in our land, they molt and they shed all of their fur and skin and grow a new, a brand new uh, 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 fur coat. I've been meaning to ask, what are seasons like in Foon? I've only been here long. Like, is it a, a year? Like, do they, are there four seasons a year or is four. it? No, there are six seasons. Six seasons? Yes. Would you mind listing off the six seasons? Winter. What are, what are we in right now? Well, it's the end of winter. Okay. We're entering blunder. Blunder. Then it will be spring. Spring. Then summer. Summer, okay. So far, most of these sound familiar. Then wishtush. Wishtush? And then fall and then winter again. <laughs> Wait, so... All right. Was winter twice, or you just... No, it doesn't happen twice. It goes well, all around in the beginning I know. again. I wasn't following. I wasn't counting. What is blunder? I don't need to know about... Um, it's the 
season right before spring, right after winter. Okay. All right. That's good enough. Uh, we are joined by a guest this week, uh, Jack Vorpal. Foon's, am I understanding this correctly, Foon's greatest swordsman? Former greatest swordsman. Former greatest swordsman. Yes. Long ago, I hung up my sword and took up the baker's oven. The ba- took up baker's oven? Yes. I'm sorry. I guess I was really excited to get a some swordplay talk on the podcast. We really, I think we've been very light on adventurers in the Magic Tavern. How dare you? I am one of the greatest adventurers in all of the realm. All I need is 12 strong men to come with me to defeat the Dark Lord. Usador, how many, how many people have you gathered to your fellowship to go on this quest? Ah, yes, a fellowship of good fortune and fun for friends. Uh, so far, uh, uh, there was a young lad who came up to me, uh, barely old enough to hold a sword, and he was very interested. Uh, his, his enthusiasm nearly caused me to, to take him into my cause, but until I have someone else to protect him and to find a suit of armor that would fit him or to find any discernible skill that he has, I've decided to turn him away. So, Jack, you are Foon's former greatest swordsman. Yes, I still have the Marlin tattoo up my arm, which delineates the greatest swordsman in all of Foon. You only get that tattoo if you defeat another swordsman, and then he is obligated to mark you with the sign of the Marlin to show that you are his equal. So, I guess I'm not entirely understanding this tattoo system. So, you, if there was a first swordsman that had a Marlin tattoo. Yes. Yes. His name was Swordfish. His name was Swordfish. Yes. Swordfish. That sounds like more of a computer hacker name to me, but I don't know if that might not mean what? anything. What? Nah, I'm not, I don't want to explain Earth things. So, Swordfish had a Marlin tattoo. Yes. And he was the greatest swordsman in Foon. Yes, thousands of years ago. And then someone defeated him? Yes, the second greatest swordsman who ever lived. Not the second greatest as in, like, he was the second greatest, but the second greatest as in he was the greatest after the greatest. Chronologically the second greatest. Yes, yes. Every, every swordsman must fetch a magic sword before they take on the world's greatest swordsman. That's a big part of becoming a swordsman in Foon, is you have to find your magic sword. So wh- where did you find, like, what kind of quest did you have to go on to find your magic sword? When I when I was but a young man, a lad of a mere 10 and 16 blunders, I uh, set out on a quest 20, to defeat... blunders. Yeah, you're familiar with blunder. Yeah, blunder is the season before spring. Ah, yes, very yes. good. Yeah. Okay. I set out to defeat... Uh, a great bandit king who had fallen in the western woods. When I defeated him, I stole a singing sword from his troves. Whoa, a singing sword? Yes, a singing sword. Uh, what does it know? Like, what songs does yes. it know? Uh, it knows uh, Seven Dragons and a Baby. <laughs> I love that one. Seven Dragons and a Baby? Oh, uh, yes. Everyone knows that one. Because yeah, seven dragons there were, and they had a baby. Yeah, uh, yes. I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> You're a little behind on that, you say. I'm a bad singer. I, I, I know I don't have the voice for it. Is it a benefit to have a singing sword? It certainly is. Good for companionship when you're on a long journey by yourself. It's fun at parties. Is I mean, while in battle... Does it have any use? Does it's, it give you any advantage? It sings of your glory, so your enemies may know whom they are befallen by. I see. Yeah, that seems like a... I mean, that seems a little helpful at best. Like, I, I feel like... Imagine it. You are being approached 
by an adventurer, sword in hand. Uh-huh. Are you some goblin or some demon who's been put upon this foon to cause naught but havoc and evil? And you hear the sweet singing voice of this singing sword telling you of the great foes previously defeated by this great master of the blade. And as he doth wreak his havoc upon thee, thou dost know the final crushing blow. Then that thy own name and voice shall be added to this song, this litany of destruction. Though sometimes it just sings seven dragons and a baby. Seven That's dragons a good and a song. baby. Yes, I like that one. I just feel like if I so I say I'm a, a, a swordsman with a magic sword, and I'm about to fight someone else with a magic sword. If I hear their sword singing, I'd be like, oh, whew, that is the power. That is the extent of the thing that I'm going up against. Ah, uh, yes. Does it have any other powers? Uh, uh, it can cut through all wooden objects. Oh, I don't know if that's a power. That just seems like a property of a sword. Have you ever tried to cut through a, like a really like dense oak tree with a sword? All right, that's fair. Uh, you mean with like a single swipe? Yeah, like with a yeah, single yeah, blow. Yeah. With a single blow. I'm not like hacking at a, a tree over and over again. Of course, I I gave all that up. And now I just make pies. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry to really fixate on this singing sword. How does the, how do the swords get their magic powers? Like. Are they made? There's like a wizard granted powers. Are they like they're born that way? They're born that way. Yeah. Yes. You go to a sword rookery and the sword eggs hatch, and <laughs> you know they start out as little dagger larvae, and, uh-huh. and then they grow up, and some of them, when they've been around for a long time, begin to develop magical properties. And then, do swords lay eggs of new for new swords or? Where do you think swords come from? <laughs> people. Arnold, let me speak to you about the birds and the bees. When two swords love one another, <laughs> they form a nest. It's not there. They... Love isn't always involved. Sometimes it's just pure weapon lusts. Yes, yes. I suppose that is true. Doesn't it's this make like a sword fight seem a, spe- a little awkward? I, right? I, if you're fighting someone, I guess we have exactly the person to ask. Uh, Jack Vorpal, like World Foon's greatest swordsman. Former greatest swordsman. Former, former greatest swordsman. During a sword fight, like you're, you're fighting someone and your swords potentially could... Ha, do the swords ever start having sex during a fight? They don't have sex through the blade of the sword. I have. I am totally oh, no, unaware the, of sword the, sex. The 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 sword penis is in the handle of the sword. Oh, the hilt. The I hilt. Mean, it makes a lot of sense, but I, that's not where I would want and it the, to be. And the the vagina on the female sword is in the buckler. I don't. What is the buckler? It's like the little part that the catch the the flat part that is under the. <laughs> Could you just draw? Yeah, all right, hold on. I'll just draw. Uh, I've got a piece of charcoal okay. and a blueberry. Uh, so we'll use that <laughs> oh, good. color. It's handy that we have that. Uh, so here you can see this is a, this is a sword penis right mm-hmm. here, and this is the sword vagina. That's very graphic. And when you see these two swords, mm-hmm. uh, if they're yeah. in love or if they are in or a state just, of lust, yeah. they, they just... Go at it with the with that with those two pieces. Is it weird that you're just holding sword dicks? Like, I assume your sword was a male. I guess I don't know that for a fact. It, it was a fine female sword. I see. Is still hanging above the oven in my bakery. Jack, I fear we may have done you a disservice here today by not asking you why 
you decided to quit adventure. I mean, I have a few more sword sex questions. Uh, but uh, we could probably. But I'm I'm very curious. What? No, we could move on to the. Does that, has a, has a has another swordsman come along and become the greatest swordsman, or have you are you still? The world of Foon is currently without a greatest swordsman. I was never defeated. Ah! Unacceptable. It doesn't revert back to the former greatest. As long as I live, the sword is mine, and the honor of greatest swordsman, or the burden of greatest swordsman, is mine as well. I just can't bring myself to commit another act of violence with my sword. Okay, well, so what happened? My last adventure, I was on a journey for good Queen Elsinore. Her kingdom was beset by a race of monsters called the Smorps. Smorps? Yes. Smorps. They're about four peaches tall, and they live in large, mushroom-shaped homes. <laughs> oh, how I hate those Smorps. Smorps. Oh, if I could just get enough of them, I could turn them all into gold. Yes. Okay. Okay, Usador. <laughs> no! It made me crazy! It just, you're getting a little... I'm sorry. I just, I think about those Smorps, and I get angry. And I... I go home and I pet my cat at my house at the top of the right, hill. Right, don't go full Gargamel. Let's, Who? It's not, it's not important. Gargamel, that sounds like an angel's name with the an, L on the end. An angel. Well, no. So the Smorps. Yes, led by their vicious leader, a cruel, crimson-clad wizard named Father Smorp. <laughs> Father Smorp. Well, I'm just going to... Oh, crimson. Uh, so the Smorps are red? No. The Smorps are purple in color. They're Cer- purple. Cerulean, depending Cer- on you, you know, what kinds of colors you can see. Uh-huh. So they, they mostly walk around in uh, white pants, though their leaders are clad in a crimson, which is stained with the blood of their enemies. Mm-hmm. And they're given names based on their roles, like Soldier Smorp and Cook Smorp. Are, what are the... Are, there, are they all men? Are there any female Smorps? There's one female Smorp. The Queen Smorp, often called Smorpette. Smorpette. Yes. She's a thousand times the size of the other Smorps, <laughs> bloated with Smorp eggs. Oh, oh, God. She is a foul and disgusting creature. Oh. On the full moon, she lays baby Smorps. Oh, no. Baby Smorps, which devour the closest living beings and then go into a larval cocoon until they explode out in a, in a cloud of pus. I have zero questions about Smorp sex. I... <laughs> do not want to know anything about Smorp sex. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO. If you're constantly on the hunt for a good deal, then you need Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cashback really adds up. 
Okay, so you come across the Smorp Village. So I followed a trail of Smorp berries back to the Smorp Village. Uh-huh. And there I did do battle with the Smorps. Yeah, it doesn't sound... Like, if they're very small, it doesn't sound like a fair fight. They're vicious, though. They have sharp little teeth and uh-huh. beady little eyes and claws. I killed hundreds of Smorps that day. Stabbed my singing sword right into them as it sang its battle hymn. What what is what is your sword's battle hymn? La 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 la. It sounded it sounded like a song I know for a little bit, and then it kind of veered away from copyright infringement from my world near the end, which I'm... Copyright infringement? It's not... I don't want to talk about Earth stuff. I shouldn't have brought it up. Copyright infringement! Is that like a type of... uh, a type of monster, or...? I mean, it can be. So you killed... uh, you killed a hundred Smorps. Yes, I was knee-deep in Smorp blood. Uh Uh-huh. And I was about to kill the final Smorp. Uh Uh-huh. And I picked him up. He was an artist. He was wearing a... A little smock, uh-huh. and he had a little palette with paints on it. And I looked into his eyes, and despite the fact that I knew he was a monster, I just saw his humanity and my own. And I realized that all living things are connected, mm-hmm. and that to take the life of any living thing is an egregious crime. And I swore after I broke his head off of his body with my bare hands. <laughs> no, that was not where I was expecting that to go. That I would never, ever commit an act of violence again. Jack, listen to me now. You did the right thing. The Smorps are evil through and through. One time they broke into my home. They dressed me up like I was a Smorp, and they painted me Cerulean. I woke up in the morning. They had put a giant mushroom top on top of my house, and I spent the entire day thinking I was a Smorp. Yes, yes, of course, I did begin to feel some sort of sentiment for them. Oh, but as soon as I realized their trickery, I set my cat upon them. Where did the Smorps come from? They were created at the dawn of time, just Hmm. like everything else was. Right. Well, I had, I had some hand in creating Smorpet. I apologize for that, of course. You created Smorpet? Well, it's, uh, I tried one of my tricks to... Uh, that vile monster was a product of your creation? Uh, well, they used to be all male, and then I thought I would trick them by adding a, a Smorpet into their mix. And I sent her down there, and she was simply uh, around the same size as them, and then they did their evil magic on her and made into a giant slug thing. When I found myself in the Smorp village and I found myself in the Smorpet's lair, in addition to the thousands of pus-filled sacks around her, her chamber was filled with the, the tiny skulls of local orphans whom she had supped upon. Yes, I I feel no end of guilt about it. Yes, everyone knows that the Smorpet devours orphans. There's not to be done about it. Unless you have defeated them outright now, are they completely extinct? I've slain all but the Smorplings. The youngest child Smorps. They still besiege the woods, but I just cannot bring myself to wield my sword again to do battle with them. 
And I would have to imagine that in different regions there are probably different variations on the smorps. Like underwater, there's probably the snurks. What? <laughs> underwater, there are mermaids and no, sea dragons. Leviathans. No uh, snurks, like smorps, but with like snurks. It's not worth worth going into. Arnold, may I ask you a question? Yes. How old do you think I am? I, do you think I've been around since the beginning of time, like the smorps? I don't know. I mean, you seem very old. I was simply brought into this world uh, a few centuries ago uh, when the wind and the air and the fire and the breath of life decided that a champion must be born into the world the way all wizards are born. Hmm. We'll have to get... I want to get more of the story of you just appearing into the world because it sounds very odd to me. I, I always thought that when the air and the earth... Loved loved each other very much. Oh, Jack, you've made a terrible mistake. Uh, the air and the earth don't always feel the emotion of love. Sometimes it is simply a physical act. So, Jack, you've decided to be a baker now. Yes. Well, how did you choose baking? I feel like I wanted to create things rather than taking things mm -hmm. out of the world. The sword is a tool only for death and violence. It can only be used to destroy... Now I make things that children love. Pies. Jack, I must ask you, will you take up your sword again? For the power of the Dark Lord doth reign over us all. And if we do not take steps to defeat him, yea, red rain of blood shall pour down upon all of Foon, and we shall surely be destroyed in the wake of his wanton ways. You know, I am actually kind of supportive of the way the Dark Lord has simplified the tax code. Well, no one's arguing that that's not a, uh, a good tax code. I, I, I can't. I have no real qualm with this tax code. I, uh, certainly, once we put a uh, a less evil entity in his place, I don't, I don't see any reason to repeal that tax code. Uh, uh, so no closer to building your fellowship. So, Jack, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, I hope that you will come back again sometime soon. And uh, would you bring your sword? Does the sword stay where it is? Like, is it too much of an act of aggression to even just kind of walk out in hog face with the sword? I'll make you this promise. If you purchase three pies for the price of two, I will bring my sword the next time I come on this show. That seems very fair. It's exceedingly fair. Seems very, very fair. I would love to see the singing sword. I think that would be great. Oh, what's the best pie you make? Uh... Boysenberry. Ooh, my favorite. As always, I encourage everyone to uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, give us a great rating and some stars. Also, I've been able to set up an email address for myself. It, it, my, my connection to the internet is very spotty here through the portal to the Burger King. I, I don't really know exactly what it is. The only email I was able to get is magictavern at puppies.supplies. I swear that is a real email. I swear it's a real email address. Uh, it really works. I've only gotten a couple of emails uh, asking questions. I would have expected more emails to be flooding in because of this major discovery of, of an alternate world. Uh, but I thought we'd try to quickly answer one of these questions from uh, Jackson Fell. Is there any sort map or way that you could show us Boone? I'll read that again. Is there any sort map or way that you could show us Boone? 
I don't understand the question. Have I been not been clearly pronouncing where we are, Foon? Oh, yes, Foon. He means Foon. I think when he says Boon, he means Foon. Perhaps he's asking for a boon from you? It could be. Uh, Um, Are there maps of Foon? Well, uh, yes, thousands. uh, Hundreds of thousands, perhaps. All right. I guess I'll have to try to figure out a way to maybe uh, get that on our website or or something, put it on the feed, or at the very least, maybe uh, if there, are there any if there are any local cartographers or mapologists that they could come and maybe be on the podcast and at least explain the geography of Foon a little bit. Uh, I suppose we could, yes, yeah, it seems possible. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, thank you so much, guys, and uh, hopefully come back soon. One moment while I close this panel before the radiation melts all the crystals. Remember, if you find yourself thinking maybe these things really happened, think no, they didn't, and then tell your brain to think about something else. Usador the Wizard was played by Matt Young, and special guest Jack Vorpal was played by Sean Kelly. You can hear Matt and Sean together weekly on the Improvised Star Trek podcast. Hello from the Magic Tavern logo by Allard LeBan. Produced by Evan Jakova and Ryan DeGiorgi. Edited by Ryan DeGiorgi. Music by Andy Poland. Learn more about the show and how it's not real at hellofromthemagictavern.com or follow us on Twitter at Magic Tavern. All of these fictionalized pretendings were brought to you by Cards Against Humanity with the help of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Learn more about Cards Against Humanity at cardsagainsthumanity.com and the Chicago Podcast Cooperative at chicagopodcastcoop.com. Enhance your listening experience with Wondry Plus. Enjoy ad-free listening, exclusive content, binges, and more. Join Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or on Apple Podcasts.